Here we go then. The office is complete. The podcast setup is ready to go. And once again, we are back to bring you another episode of the Moyes Health Podcast. And hopefully something which is going to stir up some thoughts within you to cause you to reflect upon your own life and then hopefully to make different decisions based upon the thoughts that we trigger within you. And today is no exception because a few weeks back, client of mine asked about why is it that when we have more calories we tend to struggle yet when we're more restricted we tend to be more successful now this was very much a topic that i said to her that i was going to unpack on a podcast because it is deep and there are a multitude of different factors which will contribute to this feeling and obviously the joys of coaching is you get to experience a lot of different personalities a lot of different approaches a lot of different characters at a very or in a very short space of time and there are some people which struggle when they have more calories to play with where life is seemingly less restricted than they do when they are restricted more so but then also you get people that struggle when they're restricted but they absolutely excel when they are deprived now there's going to be myriad of different reasons for this and this podcast will be about 10 hours long if I went into the true intricacies of why that is from childhood and all of the ramifications of parenting and how we've been brought up along with the journeys that we've had along the way and the relationship that we've forged with food. You've got to remember that your relationship with food and movement is not something which has just been conjured up because all of a sudden you put on some body fat and you feel like losing it. Your relationship with food has been there since day one. In fact, it was your first relationship. Before you could talk, before you could do anything, it was food, which was your way of communicating. And most of your communication was based around, I'm freaking hungry. So why is it that a lot of the time when we have more calories, we struggle as opposed to when we are more restricted, we do okay? Now, as I said previously, this is not a blanket situation. Some people are the complete opposite of this, but I'm going to touch on those that struggle more when they are more free than those that are restricted. When you are given a set framework, it's very easy to achieve in the short term. For example, give someone a meal plan, give someone a detailed itinerary of this is what I want you to do. And for the analytically minded, it's very easy to tick the box on those requirements. The dieting mentality, if you will, of you are not allowed carbohydrates or you are not allowed fats or perhaps you must follow every single one of these foods, cook them for your breakfast, lunch and dinner, etc, etc. A lot of the time, the reason why this industry, dieting itself, I mean, is so popular and so successful is because we are all very good in the short term. Look at things like dry January. We're very, very good at applying these things when we know there is a finite end. Hell, even my Made by Moyes program to a certain degree is based upon the finite principle. Knowing that you have an end, knowing that there is this deadline, this absolute stop at the end of the program, means that you can condense your mindset to chunk it. And you're therefore able to focus on just the small amount of time frame ahead of you and it's easy to go, no, right now I'm doing this, but I, in the back of your mind thinking I'm not doing this forever, and therefore it's all good. 
in time it'll all come back to me and i can enjoy etc same thing goes like i said for things like lent for dry january's restriction of chocolate in january all this kind of shit the fact is though that the problem with that approach is a little bit like having a massive argument with your partner and your partner moving out massive disagreement partner moves out goes and lives with parents elsewhere whatever you don't speak for a couple of weeks and then partner moves back in again the dust has settled, but the problem has not been dealt with. You haven't fixed your relationship with chocolate. You haven't fixed your relationship with alcohol, with carbohydrates, with fast food, etc. None of these things have been repaired. All you've done is place yourself in a temporary circumstance of detox. You've removed these things from your life. And therefore, you're in a position where they are on the you can't have that list. And we're all very good at adhering to the you can't have that list in the short term. We're great at short term restriction. The issues come in when it comes to long term. Weight management is not a finite thing. It's infinite. From the moment you are born, essentially, to the moment that you die, food is an intrinsic and non-negotiable part of your life. And then obviously, as you get into your teenage years to then into adult years, the relationship you formed with food and calories is going to dictate the physique that you have and then that's going to, to a certain degree, dictate your confidence, etc. So food, weight management, management of calories isn't something that ends at the end of the diet. Problem is, a lot of people think that it is. They do a diet, they think I'm going to get down to the weight that I want to get down to and a lot of people do and then once the diet is over, they revert, sometimes gradually, sometimes very quickly, to how they were previously. All of a sudden, all of the foods that they were restricting themselves that were on the banned list are suddenly back in their diet. All of a sudden, they find themselves in a position where the gloves are off, there are no longer shackles to the requirements of the program, and so they begin to return to quote-unquote normal. The problem is with normal is normal eating is what you were doing prior to the diet. So therefore, if you bring normal eating back into play again, because you haven't fixed any of those issues, because you haven't confronted them, questioned them, and began to manipulate them and work with them, etc., you then find yourself in a situation where none of the demons are cured. They've just been swept under the carpet. So all of a sudden, a surplus of calories begins to creep back in. The structure of eating is no longer there because you're no longer on the diets. And what happens nine times out of 10 is people then regain. They then resort to the previous solution of, well, I did that diet last time. It worked. Again, air quotes on that one. And they therefore repeat the same cycle. And welcome to yo-yo dieting. In the short term, we're incredibly good at restriction. And therefore, if I say to someone, you don't have your 1,700 calories, you have 1,300 calories, particularly if there's a framework in place to aid that adherence, such as peer pressure, then they will be, nine times out of 10, very successful at adhering to it in the short term. They have a finite end. They can focus on what they need to do. A little bit of competition comes into play. The peer pressure, the not wanting to be that person that doesn't achieve or doesn't succeed comes in and therefore people are dear. The issue with this mentality is what then happens afterwards. 
what the journey then looks like afterwards when the shackles of the program are no longer there. And this is why I've dedicated my life to sustainable fat loss. Because don't get me wrong, there is a time and a place for a finite program. The Made by Moyes program is proof of that. People need that initial boost. A lot of people need that initial boost to kind of get the wheels turning, to build the confidence in themselves, to build the confidence in the approach before they then switch over to a more sustainable approach. But make no mistake, folks, the sustainable approach is always going to be needed. You're going to have to journey down that route at some point because, as mentioned, Weight management, caloric management is an infinite process. Every day you will consume. Every day you will move. And if that equation is off, then you're going to be storing energy. You're going to be storing body fat. And if it becomes a runaway train of consistent days of storing body fat, consistent weeks and months of doing so, then you are going to have more body fat on your frame than you will necessarily like. So in the short term, why is it that people find it much easier to adhere to a more restricted approach of these are your calories as opposed to a larger approach? Well, the dieting mentality is one of those reasons. They're able to adhere to calories because the framework is there. It's clear. It's concise. I will tick that box because that's what I've been told to do. That is the instructions. The same way someone builds an Ikea flat pack, follow step one, step two, step three. They do it and they end up with a successful chest of drawers because it was very simple. There's the framework. Follow it. Thank you very much. But that's not the end of the story because everybody's lives are different. Everybody has been raised differently, not to mention, of course, you have the way that people live their lives are very different. A lot of people are weekend warriors and they enjoy a surplus of calories at the weekend. But then during the week, They can be the most monk-like restricted individuals when it comes to their eating. So the second reason that people find it so easy to adhere to more restricted calories is because they're not thinking about their week as a whole. They're thinking very much in the sense of, oh yeah, Monday to Friday, I'm all good. And I often hear this. When people sign up to programs, they then discuss, I don't know why I've put on the weight because I don't really eat that much. Because their mind is situated on what they do the majority of the time, not what they do with the large surpluses from time to time. But the problem is if those occasional peaks are massive peaks, then you're going to wipe out any deficit you've created from eating like a rabbit during the week. So... During the week, people have structure. They're able to adhere to lower calories. And in actual fact, it's helpful to adhere to lower calories because they've got their structure to adhere to. They've got it locked in their mind. They're busy with work, busy with the things they have to do. And therefore, food, eating, etc. It's actually quite helpful to have that structure. It's quite helpful to have that routine. And then they get to the weekend. They can relax a little bit more because they've been not only more restricted during the week, They've got a few extra calories to play with at the weekend, which therefore puts them in a more balanced position. But once again, there is a clear, concise framework. I recently watched a a video on YouTube uh, by a massive YouTuber called Mr. Beast. You probably know him. And he was going up to people with a credit card with, I think it was £10,000, and saying, I'm going to give you £10,000, but you've got to spend it in a minute. And these people didn't know what to do or how to spend or maximize this £10,000. And basically, you would get everything if you could spend all of it 
in a minute. If you couldn't, you didn't win it. And people really struggled. And they really struggled because it couldn't be over 10,000 pounds. So there was the finite target there, like there would be with calories, but also they couldn't be under. They had to adhere to that number. And they found it incredibly difficult to spend this 10,000 pounds in a minute because it was more money than they were used to, seemingly. And therefore, figuring out how to portion that money was incredibly difficult. And a lot of people chose very wasteful uses of that money. If they had longer than a minute, they'd probably spend it more appropriately. And with calories, when you give someone more calories than they are expecting or than they seemingly need, what ends up happening is they end up eating for the sake of it or they end up chucking additional snacks in or picking on bits, which they were doing previously in life because they were in a calorie surplus. But now, because their mindset is locked into a framework of structure and they've got their set meals, their set snacks, all of a sudden, they're able to control their calories much better. So they find themselves with this excess of two, three, four, five hundred calories, if not more per day, which are just sitting there doing nothing. This is often why I find it a much more successful approach, as previously mentioned, to have a weekday target and a weekend target. That way you can wake up, have your bacon sandwich in the morning. You can go out, have some lunch, grab an ice cream and then have a nice takeaway in the evening because your weekly calories have been managed appropriately as opposed to frivolously spending when you don't need to. But the problem is when you give someone a lot of calories, there's this conflict in their mind. Half of their mind is going, fucking brilliant, look at all the food I've got. Yeah, I'm going to spend it on whatever the hell I want to have. But the other half of their mind is going, you can't do that. You're trying to lose body fat because they're locked into this mentality of there must be restriction. They don't think they can go down the routes of fast food and snacks and freaking Krispy Kremes because they believe that I can't eat those foods. There's this barrier, there's this block because their mind, like a switch, has switched into I'm on a program mode and therefore, that level of flexibility is just a little bit too far out of the box. A little bit too much of a reach to go that I can do that and it's okay and I'll achieve. In their mind, they're trying to have their cake and eat it. Now, this isn't the case for everybody. A lot of people adapt to this approach very well. Understanding and trusting in the coaching, trusting in the science, and understanding that the relationship with food cannot be improved through restriction. I see so many fucking six-week programs, 90-day programs, 60-day programs, all of these trainers, every trainer you'll come across has one of these programs. But the problem is a lot of them are based around just absolute severe caloric restriction or severe caloric deficits, I should probably say, for a short period of time. And yeah, they'll get results. Of course they'll get results. A, calorie deficit works. It's a fundamental fact of science. But if you are having to do over 20,000 steps and you are having to severely restrict your intake and your mind is constantly having to be on move more, don't eat that, move more, don't eat that, move more, don't eat that, then what's going to end up happening is you're not going to fix your relationship with food. The same way that you're not fixing your relationship with your partner if they fuck off to their mothers for two weeks after you've had a massive barmy, 
You're not fixing the problem. You're not fixing your relationship. You're simply brushing it to one side and focused on a very temporary mindset. Because even me, a man who does this for a living, spends my, my days talking to people about calories and movement, etc. Even I don't spend, nor do I want to spend, my entire life obsessing over what I eat and how much I move. We have to go about our lives living them the way that we want to live them. We have to spend our days thinking about how we're going to enjoy ourselves, how we're going to get fulfillment, how we're going to achieve, how we're going to live, rather than how many calories is in that sandwich. Have I done over 20,000 steps? I need to get my walk in, I need to get my walk in. Let's go for a walk, I need to get my walk in. Oh, I haven't got my, my steps done on this walk. I'm going out for another walk. The fact is... A finite mentality does serve a purpose and can be incredibly useful in a short period of time. But it's exactly as it says on the tin. It's a finite mentality. It has an end. And at some point, we are going to revert to the people or at least similar to the people that we were before we began the diet and thus the behaviors, the habits, the routines, the character traits, the way we conduct ourselves, all of that is going to come back into play again, sometimes in a massive wham, sometimes over time. And all of the issues that were there previously remain undealt with and begin to rear their ugly heads once again. So, having been around the houses, to revert back to the initial point, why is it some people find it easier on lower calories than higher calories. Well, it all boils down to their mentality. It all boils down to their lives, how they've gone about things, their careers have a contribution, their general character. Those that are analytical do very well with very specific targets. Those that have spent a life with an incredibly damaging relationship with food are served much better by first beginning to add structure, beginning to just control their intake as opposed to shooting for ridiculously low targets. Of course, in both circumstances, a deficit needs to be achieved, but it can be achieved in a myriad of different ways. For some, a decent amount of calories, not placing them in an environment of restriction is the best course of action. This is... I guess you would argue the default go-to for people that are obese, morbidly obese, and have a very severe and damaging background with food. For those that have lost their way, are quite analytical, need a little bit more structure and do well with structure, then a more restricted approach can be more successful. But with calories, as the journey nears its end, much like this podcast, we need to understand that it's a little bit like digging a hole. The bigger the deficit, the lower your calories get to achieve the level of fat loss that you're searching for, the deeper the hole gets. And the deeper the hole, the harder it is to climb out of when the time comes and you go, I don't want to lose any more body fat. I'm where I want to be. And I know, for some of you listening to this, that seems like it's a million years away. 
But if you stay consistent, you stay focused, you continue to apply the things that we speak about in these podcasts. And for my clients listening, you continue to apply the principles and the intricacies of the programs that you have and the things that we discuss. It won't be a million miles away. It will be a very real eventuality pretty damn soon. And these are issues you're going to have to confront because you cannot be in a deficit forevermore. I've had some people say to me, I'm quite happy on 15, 1600 calories. I, I think this is my maintenance. And let me tell you, I've rarely met anybody that maintains their weight on 15 to 1600 calories, honestly. Some people think they're maintaining it that, but it's because they're not logging accurately. They're seeing 1500, they're consuming 2000. Most women that I've worked with maintain on around anywhere between 1,900 and 2,300 calories per day. And that's with a very sustainable level of movement. Most men maintain their weight between 2,400 and to be fair, about a few people that are around the kind of 3,000 mark. It's a big spectrum. So the fact is that if that's where your eventual maintenance is going to be, living life at a healthy weight, if you're sitting there on a thousand, on 1200, on 800 calories, you've got to understand that that is not a place that you're going to stay. And that's a pretty deep hole. So if you've dug a hole that deep, you better be damn sure you've got a ladder to help you out of that hole. Be it a more sustainable program after the approach. One of the reasons that my MBMers get a discounted access to the academy afterwards because I want to give them that ladder. But also, you've got to recognize that you're, you will get used to that deficit. Those of you that are analytical, the second people I spoke about, which do very well with more restriction, that holds deep. And at some point, you've got to go from your 1300 average up to 2000, 2200. In other words, you've got to add nearly a thousand calories onto every single day to get yourself to a position where your body is appropriately fueled and is given the correct amount of fuel in balance with the fuel that it's burning. And that's maintenance. Balancing the equation between caloric expenditure and caloric intake, giving your body what it needs. Otherwise, you will continue to lose body fat. And obviously, in time, find yourself in a malnourished and ill health position because both ends of the spectrum are bad folks too much body fat and also not enough so maintenance is something we must all encompass at some point it's a journey we must all go on and arguably it's the hardest journey so don't make it too difficult don't dig that hole too deep that it's incredibly hard to climb out of because it's already going to be difficult to realign your mindset to know that you can eat a decent level of food and still keep everything that you've worked so hard to achieve don't set yourself up to fail by going too extreme with the deficit because all you're doing is focusing on that finite short-term mentality and the sky is eventually going to fall, be it with non-adherence and regain or with a fucking difficult journey ahead of you. Unless, of course, you've got some support to kind of help you out and direct support and keep you accountable throughout. But hey, that's a shameless plug. <laughs> Folks, thank you for listening. 
Thank you for being patient with these podcasts. I'm very much in my zone now, not just mentally, but obviously I sit here in nicely refurbished and nice and warm office. I'm currently sitting on a toasted temperature of 17.2 degrees, which doesn't sound like much, but trust me, I've been waiting a long time for my office to be this temperature when outside is a nice nine degrees. So I appreciate your time, I appreciate your patience, and as always, if you think this podcast is gonna benefit others, then there's two ways of which you can help. One, you can share it on Facebook. Click the share button, send it over, and share it with some people you may find help. That didn't make any sense, but you know what I mean. Share it with people that you think it will help. Also, if you wanna really help me out, go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review. Makes me feel good, lets me know I'm doing a good job, and keeps me enthused to do more of these podcasts. Folks, I appreciate your time. And as always, when it comes to your lives, when it comes to your diets, when it comes to your programs, your mentality, and everything that you face in day-to-day life, accept the things of which you cannot change. Have the courage to change the things that you can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Toodles.